With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stand What's up, family? What's good? Hey. Why well, y'all looking all sad? Everybody Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup, we ready to do this? Nah, man, everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. Well, they better make it, because we've got a lot to do.
evening, good evening, good evening. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Learner's Lounge Thursday. Yep, you got it right here. You turned to the right station. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Learner's Lounge Thursday. We want to welcome you, and we appreciate you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on the Word of God tonight to learn, 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 learn on Learner's Lounge Thursday. So every Thursday night, we come to you with the said floor. The doctor is in on Thursday night, and he will preach and teach with you every Thursday night here at Learners on Thursday. We want you to know where you laid it. You could be here with us here in the Apple Valley studio getting your learn on. Get out your books and let's get school on the Word of God. It is an amazing opportunity to learn. The Bible does say my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, when you are learning with us in the lounge, you have a chance to not perish because of the lack of the knowledge. Because now the doctor has given you the knowledge. You just have to apply it to your life. You have to utilize it. How can you utilize the knowledge? How can you apply it to your life? You know, I want to say this. God's word, that Bible, those are the basic instructions that he left for you before leaving earth. That Bible is a roadmap as to how we are to gauge our life. It is it's beautiful. If you read it, and don't just read it just to say, oh, they tell me in church to read the Bible. I'm going to read it just because of that. No, no, no. Read the Bible to get an understanding because you and I can read the same chapter, the same verse, but I'm going to get a different understanding than you are. And you might say, why? We read the same thing. Well, because your perception of God's word and my perception of God's word, it's absolutely different. God gives two different perceptions to his word, depending on who's reading it. We might eventually come to a happy medium and say, I got it. I understood that. This is the way I understood it. But the way we got to that final analysis of the matter would be just a step different than the way you got to the final analysis on the matter. I love, love, love Bible study because it gives me a chance to really know more, to deep, 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 deep look into the Bible. And Bible study can be any day. You don't just have to be on Learner's Lounge Thursday. You can get your Bible and do stuff on your own without even being on Learner's Lounge Thursday. So that's the cutest thing. You can read the Bible yourself daily. You and God can be in your home having Bible study, learning, and he can be opening up your knowledge, your mind, and giving you revelations and and connotations and things you've not even realized was there before. God has given me a bunch of stuff because when you read, when you pay attention to what he's talking about, or let's just say you're not as far as a reader, you don't really read the Bible, but like you're in church paying attention, or let's say you have the Bible on tape, you're watching YouTube, and, you know, you're more of a visual person than an audio person. You're more like you want to see something. So you go on YouTube and you watch some people preachers preaching, you're in church watching your pastor, stuff like that. You're still catching the word. Now, there are people that are audio people where they hear better than they see visually. So now you're hearing the word. When you're reading, you can read aloud so you hear yourself reading so that way you can catch what the word is speaking about. So it's always a pleasure to have you guys here in Learners Lounge Thursday. We love you. All of our supporters out there, all of um, supporters in all the other countries here in the United States, our members from our church, we thank you. First, we thank 
God because he is the reason for everything, all things, blessings by Grace Radio. It's not never about us, but it's always about Jesus, number one. Then we have to thank our sponsors, the ones that keep us on the air. God allows them to keep the podcasting sites to keep us on the air. We're in more than 27 right now. More than 27 podcasting sites are sharing our show. They are pushing it out there so people have an amazing opportunity to hear our show, to really be with us. So I do want to welcome you guys and thank you so much for all that you're doing to share and follow and tell others about our show. We're going to keep bringing you what thus saith the Lord, God's amazing words and the content we bring you. We're going to, we're not going to change. We're going to keep talking about the word of God. We're going to keep stepping on the devil's head. We're going to keep giving God the praise on Wednesday nights in our, in our throne room Wednesday where we take all your prayers petitions, testimonies, all your good accolades and and your positivity, we take it to the throne of grace and prayer. And then on Thursday, you get out your notepad, your pencil or your pen or your computer, and you start taking the notes, the scriptures, and you start learning the unadulterated gospel. So on Thursdays, is Learners Lounge Thursday. We're ready for you. We are ready to teach you the word of God. That's the doctor. He teaches you. I'm just your announcer. And I'm learning, too, on Thursdays. So I love it because I can sit right here in the studio and I still take something from our Lessons from Learner's Lounge. I take something in every time, even in church, when I'm paying attention to the Word, I'm soaking it in. I'm taking it in like a sponge so I can learn about it. The more you research and develop God's Word, the better relationship you have with Him because that's your time and His time together. And... If you have more than one person, God does say with two or three assembled, he will be a God in the midst. So you could have two or three people with you doing Bible study, and in that room, the Spirit of God will be in that room ready for whatever you guys are ready for. Now, the moment we've all been waiting, and the reason why we're here for Learners on Thursday, the doctor is in, and he will teach and preach with you now. God bless everyone. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Thank you. Amen. Sister Kitasha tonight, always bringing us on, amen, with words of encouragement. And we give praise and thanks to the Lord. Tonight is Thursday night, and we're going to dive right into the word of God tonight. And I pray, God, amen, that you will be blessed by the word of God. We're going, amen, to the book of Habakkuk, 3 and 18. And Habakkuk 1, uh, and 1 through 4. Habakkuk 3 and 1. Down to the 19th verse. In the book of Habakkuk, Three and eighteen. And let us know, yea, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The burden was 
the bread of which Abraham, the prophet, did see. He said, oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievous? For spoil and violence are before me, and there are the rising of strife and contentious. Therefore, the law is slack, and judgment does never go forward. For the wicked, they does compass about the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgment proceeds. Habakkuk 3 and 1 says, I pray a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shigana. O Lord, I have heard thou speech and were a praise. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the year. In the year, in the midst of the year, make known in wrath and remember mercy. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fall. And the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stall. Yea, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. The prophet Habakkuk is giving us an insight of his humanness being a prophet and seeing the condition of the world in his day and time. And it was very disturbing to him. 
Because God has a plan for our future, regardless of the circumstance that we are facing, God has a plan for our future. We must not grow impatient or lose faith during the temporary difficult of suffering. That is very important tonight. We must not come to be impatient or lose faith because of what we are facing right now and because of the difficult of suffering. The writer says, Yea, I will rejoice in the Lord. If we could catch that sentence and plant it down in our soul and look at the condition in what we are in right now, I believe our faith could escalate a little bit higher. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Rejoicing in difficult times. Many of us, amen, do not want to rejoice when there is trouble all around us. We don't even want to talk about rejoicing when we are going through something. That is why God's ways is not like our ways, and that's why we as human beings make our mistake, and we ought to rejoice in the God of our salvation. Don't you ever think that the Lord does not see what we are going through with. This prophet that God had put his spirit into. The burden, amen, which high buckle the prophet did see. Judah, amen, had went away from the Lord. It hurt it. High buckle heart. To see God's people, in a sense, turning their back on the Lord when he knew that they were supposed to be obedient and obeying the Lord. If you will put that picture in your mind and you are a preacher today, you ought to be able to relate to Habakkuk. You ought to be able to be sensitive to his feelings because what Habakkuk seen about Judah, I look at it throughout our churches. In time of difficult, in time of trouble, people are not rejoicing. But remember, God has a plan for our future. Habakkuk began to go as far and say, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? 
I'm out here. I'm preaching your word. I'm prophesying. I'm telling the people what you say, but it don't seem to be done no good. Again, amen. I see that week after week, day after day. Men and women are pouring out their heart to call God people. And seeing like the word is falling on a deaf ear. People are not responding. Amen. Do you understand what that does to take out of a man of God, a woman of God that has devoted a life to the Lord, dedicated everything they have, and see the corruption right before their eyes. Oh, Lord, how long should I cry? And thou wilt not hear. How long am I going to have to preach to this rebellious kind of people? And they won't hear. Rejoice in difficult times. That is what the man or woman have to do in 20 and 21. You must rejoice in difficult times. Is that easy? No. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou will not save. My heart is just bursting open, and Lord God, people still is not being saved. I'm preaching out of my, my soul. But people still is not being saved. Uh, I a man is like myself. I don't have the answer within me. I'm just trying to be obedient. But to see the corruption that we have to face is right before our eyes. We can't deny the fact. Iniquity is working right before our very eyes. But we must rejoice in difficult times. The charity God put the charity to teach Judah a lesson. He brought a man, a hard-hearted nation, against Judah to teach them a lesson. Judgment was set for correction. God will correct those he loves. Don't you think, amen, God will not correct you? Though that the Lord love, God will correct you. He will chastise you. 
Habakkuk prayed for a revival and mercy. My God, uh, I need some help. I need a revival in this day and time that we're living in right now. We need God's mercy because we have an infested disease that broke out upon the face of the earth. We need a revival. But don't seem like a revival is coming. Our heart is being wrenched, being like it's torn out. And all we know as men and women of God, we must stand and preach the word of God in difficult times. When, amen, they don't want to come, amen, we must stand there and preach anyway. Preach in season and out of season. Preach the word. God is in control. Don't think, amen, that everything is out of control. God is still in control of what's going on right now. We must not grow impatient or lose faith in difficult times. And that's where we are, amen, in America today. We have lost faith because, amen, of what we see that is running and rampaging before preachers have lost faith in the gospel. They don't want to stand up no more for truth, real truth. But I because had to learn to rejoice in very difficult times. There was a man, a Joan, a man who served under Napoleon. He arrived in Austin town, and he had 18,000 soldiers under his commandment. They busily began preparation to invade the town and to take control of it. Studied Austin citizens. They were terrified by the approach of that mighty army to come in the city. They realized they were about to be beaten, be killed and sold into slavery with no option for outside assistance. They laid down plans for the counterattack. What do they do? Since it was on the Easter Sunday when this mighty army came in is to take over their town. The people in the city didn't know what to do. All kind of fear came upon them. And their upcoming death was seeming to be in mist. No matter what they did, they went to church 
no matter what was going on, they decided, let's go to church. It's Easter. I know, amen, the gentlemen come in to take over our town, but let's go to church. And that reminds me, amen, no matter what we are going through, how difficult it is, a man must always pray and not think. It turned out that young Mason, he he incurred confused the ringing of the church bell for Easter service with what he thought was the announcement of the arrival of the entire Austin army. You know, back in the olden times, they would ring a church bell when there was trouble. And the people would come together. Well, this young layman misunderstood it. He didn't understand it. He thought, amen, another army was coming in. They went to church. The city, amen, became, because, amen, they dedicated to rejoice in difficult times. God saved the city because, amen, they went to church. They didn't stop going to church and giving God praise because, amen, it looked like they were going to be invaded by this great army, been sold, homes, amen, discorrupt. But they went to church because it was Easter. And they prayed. What about you and I right now? Are you giving up? Because it seems like everything that we've done and lay hands on is not really working for you. Are you giving up on your faith? Why ask? How are you doing? Have you ever responded by saying, well, not bad, under the circumstance? Stop and think about that. You are letting people know that life is really not going your way right then. How are you doing? I'm not doing so bad. You're letting people understand what predicament you are in. Perhaps it would be better to learn to live your life above the circumstance. No matter, amen, what you are going through with, you don't have to bow down to the circumstance, but you ought to rejoice and give God the glory in the difficult time of your life. Often in the life, we are surrounded by adverse adverse situations. 
that have the potential to convict us that all hope is gone. Have you been a man like that? Amen. You are surrounded by all kinds of situations and look like all hope is gone between what the enemy is trying to tell us and the trick that our mind playing on us. It seems easy to simply give up than it is to fight back. And that's where we're at right now. Many people that gave up in this difficult time instead of fighting back. But stand up for Jesus. Be a soldier for the Lord. Philippians 4 and 4 says, he instructed us is to rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord when you hear things come to you. Very difficult, very tough to hell. You ought to be able is to rejoice in the Lord. Not fall to pieces, not give up, and not doubt the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. It might seem unethical, amen, unreal to people that don't know the Lord when you, amen, is surrounded by all kinds of difficult and you can go to praise in the Lord. They may think something wrong with you, but that's all right. You're rejoicing in the God of your salvation. If the enemy a doubt. We got an enemy of doubt. Doubt come within our mind and calls us, amen, not to praise the Lord. Disencouragement. It's easy, amen, to get disencouraged, especially in the hour that we're living in now when, amen, so many people is negative, amen, it's easy to get disencouraged. Disallow. Do not retain at the first sound of your rejoicing. Then rejoice again. You know, if you didn't, and when you rejoice and you didn't overcome the first time, don't give up. Reach back and rejoice again. Rejoice. You don't praise. And you don't see no results. Don't give up. Go back again and rejoice. Go back again and give God thanks. Then rejoice again. When you do, you are serving notice that you are not surrendering to your circumstance. Don't let your circumstance be greater than your salvation. Rather, you are raising above it. You are you rising above your circumstance. Rejoice. 
my brothers and sisters, in difficult times. Habakkuk cried out to the Lord, as many of us, amen, are done today and right now. We are crying out to the Lord. The first words, amen, we read by the prophet Habakkuk are the crying of anguish. It it was heartbreaking. He wasn't just saying, Lord, help me. The man that broke down didn't know what else to do. I done did all I know to do, Lord, and still things is not seen to be looking up. I can bear witness of Habakkuk. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? How long, Lord? How long shall I cry? And thou will not hear me. How long? How long will I cry and you won't hear me? Throughout the time, people have prayed the same prayer. In time of overwhelming circumstances, disencouragement, people wondered if God even heard their prayer. See how Satan played with our mind? Just because we are up against something and God don't respond to us right then and there, we wonder whether God hear our prayer. Yes, he hear our prayer. They are left to the question, how long? They will have to cry. How long before you ask the Lord? They will have to cry out to the Lord before he responds. How long? I know, amen, there are many of you have a prayer up before the Lord tonight, and God has not answered your prayer. you got to keep on. Crying out to him. God haven't forsaken you. God have not left you alone. I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send a confidence to He ain't forgotten you because you are going through difficult times, trying times. They will have to cry out to the Lord before he will respond. God wants us to cry out, recognize that he is God. He's bigger than any circumstances that we are facing. Proverbs 3 and 5, I love it. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. Put your trust in the Lord. The prophet cry is born out of understanding. The time in which he lived, Judah was in total rebellion against God. The church was in total rebellion against God. Here you trying your best. 
is obey the commandments of the Lord and deliver God's word to the people and they rebel against you. I have, amen. I understand that. People sometimes don't want to hear truth. They want to hear what they want to hear, but they don't want to really hear the word of God. But amen, if you are a man, the woman of God, you got to stand on truth. Regardless of how they rebel. Throughout time, people have prayed the same prayer. They have forsaken his word and turned to idolatry. Isn't that 20 and 21 right now? People, the man is worshiping the creature more than he is the creator. Idolatry, thou shalt have no other God before me. But people that bond down to idolatry, whether it's your car, whether it's your home, whether it's your children, whether it's your money, people that bind down to idolatry. Idolatry. The few faithful who remain were being persecuted. The one, amen, that really was standing up for the Lord, they were being persecuted and oppressed. Leadership was taking advantage of the people. Instead of protecting them, they were actually abusing them. Oh, if that don't open my eyes up right now, I'm looking at it. 21 years earlier, King Joash has restored the word of the Lord to the people. By this time, the land should have been filled with people obeying the word and reaping the blessing that came with that obedience. It should have been rich. People's knowledge should have been increased like water. But when Habakkuk saw just how far the people had drifted from living by the word, by God, when you can see that, that bothers the righteous man's spirits. He was greatly troubled. He was greatly troubled and called out to God to deliver them. Lord, these people they ain't right. They ain't living right. They don't want to live right. But you're a prophet. You got to stand there and tell them anyway. Now what you feel. If you was high buckle and realize, amen, that the people who should be the most blessed was among the most oppressed, how would you feel? The Lord heard the prayer of high buckle. God will hear your prayer too, no matter what you're going through, preachers. 
would hear your prayer. He heard the prayer of Habakkuk. However, the response he gave is not one the prophet expected or completely understood. The Lord revealed to Habakkuk that the answer he were looking for would come through a heathen people. The Cherodim. He went on to describe them as a bitter and a hasty nation that would be used to bring correction to Judah. God know how to chastise it. God know how to put something on the church to cause the church to come back under him. That was Habakkuk 1, 5 through 10. Now, their history was always known to God people. They, amen. God people always knew about the charity that they were wicked folks. They were folks, amen, that didn't have no mercy. They were aggressive, and they followed their own idea of justice. They didn't follow God's idea. They followed their own idea of what justice was supposed to be. And God turned those people loose on his people. Now, their mounted troops were like raven beasts. When they mounted up, amen, their troop was like raven beasts. Amen. Ever what they went after, amen, they got it. They tore it down. They destroyed it. Whether it was city or nation, God allowed that to happen to correct his people. Tramping everywhere in front of them. Everywhere they went, they were, they were tramping, Amen. They put terror into everything hard, every heart, amen, and took captivity of every nation. They conquered. No nation could stop them, and they regained their mighty and power as being godlike. They were like God, amen. God whooped the church. God used the enemy to whoop the church. How bad that is. How wicked that is. Judgment was sent for correction. God sent judgment upon Judah. Judgment is going to start right at the house of God. God going to send judgment, amen, upon the church. It will be by the hand of these treacherous charities that God would send judgment to Judah. However, amen, Habakkuk had to realize that the judgment of God was not without a preposed. 
his intent in allowing the circumstance to come to his people was one of correction. How about to realize, amen, that God was correcting his people. Remember, God's ways ain't like our ways. God know how to get our attention. You're getting out of our attention, amen, by this COVID-19. The church may be rebelling, and they're leaving the Lord, but God's getting out of our attention. Death is rolling every day, and it's not stopping. God is getting out of our attention. We are hard-hearted, hard-headed people. My God. Jeremiah 46 and 28 give us some insight into the mind of the Lord when it comes to his correction. Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with thee, for I will make a full end of all the nations, whether I have driven thee. But I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure. Yea, will I not leave thee wholly unpunished. God said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bring some judgment upon you, but I'm going to let some mercy be endowed with that judgment. Not like I'm going to do the other nation. I'm just going to rip them totally out of the way. We can learn from this instance in Israel history that the Lord allowed things into our lives so he can bring a needed correction to us. God allowed things to come into your lives out there that listening to me tonight. Amen that he amen he know we need correction. God allowed that trouble to come upon us. He allowed that sickness. He allowed that death. He allowed that poverty. God allowed it because we needed to be corrected. So he can bring needs of correction to us. While this concept can be difficult to understand, why would a amen, a loving God allow things like that to come up on his people? My God, we just don't know God. God is love, God is just, God is merciful. It does have great value. For instance, in raising children, there are times you have to allow things to happen to them in order for them to come to the realization of their wrong behavior. Sometimes you have to get back and, amen, 
Let your child face in it. You know the correction they need can only come through a form of judgment of their action. Hebrews 12 and 11 states, Now no chastisement for the present seems to be joyful. It don't, amen. When you get in the whooping, that don't, that don't seem to be joyful. You don't enjoy being getting a whooping. No chastisement for the present seems to be joyful, but grievous. Yeah, it grieves the old flood. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peace of a fruit of righteousness. When God gets through with you, you straighten up unto them which are exercised thereby. While children may not understand the purpose of discipline at the moment, it is being given as they mature. They come to realize the discipline they reasonably acted produces good in their life. When they grow up, they begin to understand me why I was disciplined. Their thoughts is exactly what God was trying to get Habakkuk to understand and to communicate to the people. I'm done it for their best. God is done things for his best. All things working together for good to them that love us the Lord. We may not understand why all of this amen is uh, happening and why assemblies is like they are, but it's working for our best. God sees our future. Praise the Lord. And the Lord is, God got a plan for our future. God will correct those he loves. Amen. What a blessing. God will correct those he loves. Understand it, amen, that God's judgment has a purpose means that people must also understand that there is a reason God brings correction. He is not some evil trend waiting to inflict punishment or retribution on his people. Every time they mess up, he does not watch our lives to anticipate another opportunity to bring bad circumstances into our life to get our attention. Rather, we need to realize that the motivation for God's correction is his great love for us. He do that because he loves us. Hebrews 12 and six plainly declares, for whom the Lord loveth, he chases. 
His motivation, amen, for correction is firmly drawn in the love for us. This, amen, really should help us to realize just how important it is for us not to grumble and complain when these difficult times come our way. If we do, then we are telling God that we do not like how he is choosing to love our righteousness. In the time that we're living in, my brothers and sisters, rejoice. Rejoice no matter what come up against you. Rejoice in the Lord. If the Dr. Moore time is running out, amen, but we love you, amen. Pray the prayer like Habakkuk did. In the difficult time, he went to the Lord and cried out to the Lord, and God will give you the same answer. God bless you. Until next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.